Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Good morning. You're in the loop. Every week we talk with the people who make San Antonio a better place to live. Thanks for joining us in the loop. Here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to In the Loop. I'm Milton Glick, and that's exactly what we do. We get you caught up with the people that make San Antonio a better place to live. This is going to be a little bit of a different show because something that you treasure, something that you value, uh, maybe, uh, well, I, I think, uh, Nick, you can correct me after I introduce you, but I think it's safe to say it's, it's being threatened. Our guest today is uh, Nick Anderson, who is the Director of Government Affairs for Salem Media Group. Salem Media Group owns the station, in full disclosure, that you're listening to. But we're going to talk to him today about the AM for Every Vehicle Act, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on. Nick, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am great, Milton. Thank you for having me, and uh, and uh, I appreciate the introduction. And uh, I would say that you're right. I would say, uh, as I've shared with other folks on, on the radio the last couple of weeks, AM radio is under attack. Uh, it's under attack by auto manufacturers, and uh, we're here to try to put a stop to that, that's for sure. Yeah, so we'll, we'll spend the, uh, the, uh, the show, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on, uh, and we'll also tell our listeners how they can they can get involved. It's interesting that this happened when it did in terms of uh, me being able to talk with you because uh, Dennis Prager was here a couple weeks ago uh, and doing one of our events and you know questions from the crowd. There were like five different questions that we had time for. And that was one of the first questions. It was, what's happening with this? What is this? You know, and you could watch from the back of the room. You could watch everybody's ears kind of perk up. People who knew what was going on were interested to find out more details. And people who didn't know what was going on were like, whoa, 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 what's happening? So let's, uh, let's talk. Let's get everybody educated a little bit uh, on the history, what's happening, and then we'll get them caught up. Because as a radio teaser... You, uh, we're recording this on Thursday. You have some information for us that we'll give out in a little while, um, an update, if you will. Is that right? Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Okay. Give Let it- me first start off by saying that uh, AM radio is uh, extremely strong, Milton. Over 80 million listeners across the country still listen to AM radio every single month. That's one out of every three, uh, one out of every three American uh, radio listeners listen to AM radio. So it's, it's very strong. And, and AM plays a very vital role in specific formats, political, you know, right-wing talk, left-wing talk, religious, agricultural. It also connects minority and foreign language communities like Hispanic and Asian. I'm based in Minneapolis, St. Paul, in the Twin Cities. Uh, here in here in the Twin Cities, we actually have a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, Hmong station uh, on the AM band. And so it's, it plays a vital role for unique and specific programming. It, AM radio is also the backbone to the emergency alert system, the EAS, during times of emergency and crisis, like severe weather, uh, wildfires, hurricanes, community unrest. And I will say that AM radio is, you know, 
Salem Media, as you said, our parent company that owns this that owns this radio station. Um, you know, there's a, there's a business element that 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 we are supportive of with this legislation, and why we don't want to lose AM radio. But we're not the only ones that are that are feeling this way. The entire industry is supportive yeah. of making sure that AM radio stays on the dashboard and vehicles. You know, that's kind of interesting too because it it is fascinating to see the industry as as a whole come together around this issue. You mentioned uh, the emergency alert system. Uh, I've been doing some reading and stuff, and I, I know that 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 this there's there's a reason that AM is used for for this kind of uh, for emergencies, for getting information out uh, to people, and why it's been so reliable for all these years, and why it's so important. And that has to do with the nature of AM. Am I right? That is exactly right, and I, you know, I don't want to get too far into the weeds, okay. but I, it is worth mentioning, Milton, because I think you're spot on. You know, there, you know, w- without getting, uh, and when I when I when I go to Capitol Hill uh, and meet with members of Congress, I, I usually will use a, my my pen as a as a as a as a radio tower. But if you if you want to know the difference between like an AM radio station and an FM radio station, an FM radio station, uh, it. it the, the 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 signal comes out of the tower and shoots up in the air like a sprinkler. Yeah, the AM signal actually shoots out of the tower, but then drops to the ground and bounces. And that's why AM is so uh, pivotal and vital uh, in, in times of crisis and emergency because the AM signal goes farther, and it doesn't get in. It, it, it goes around things instead of getting blocked by a mountain. It goes around the mountain and over the mountain. Instead of being blocked by a concrete structure, it goes around it or, or, or over it. And the AM signal is absolutely amazing. And what's wonderful is that the FEMA uh, and NOAA and the FCC uh, have all worked together to make sure that Americans are safe when they're on the roads and in their homes and utilizing AM radio to help out during times of disaster and times of crisis and severe weather. That's where the AM radio band shines. There are 77 hardened transmitter sites across the country. There, there might be even one in San, uh, San Antonio. These uh, hardened sites are strategically located throughout the country and serve as a primary entry point station for FEMA to provide announcements like National Weather Service announcements or uh, uh, Amber Alerts. What's great about uh, this network of AM stations is we could reach 90% of the country within 10 minutes with vital information. So if we had, God forbid, a a, a national disaster of any sort, we'd be able to get out in the airwaves and let people know. And that's something that you can't get from a cell phone. You can't get from a computer. You can't always get from TV. And that's why the AM signal, because of its strength, because of how far it can go, yeah. uh, especially in, in, in parts where they don't have broadband and Internet access like agricultural and rural, that's where the AM band comes in. Uh, very important and very vital. So um, it's why we've called this uh, piece of legislation, the uh, uh, AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, a safety feature in the vehicle, right next to an airbag, uh, or you know, uh, rear view a camera, anti-lock brakes, seatbelt, 
the same situation. The AM radio, even with all the technology, can still provide information during times of natural disaster. Our guest today, let me tell people who we're talking to. I'm Milton Glick. This is In the Loop. Uh, Nick Anderson, who's the Director of Government Affairs for Salem Media Group. We're talking about the AM for Every Vehicle Act. So, uh, Nick, you've set the uh, uh, a little bit of uh, the importance of it. So what's the threat? What's happening? Uh, what are car companies doing with electrical ve- electric vehicles that poses a threat and makes this so important? Well, without uh, there's a couple of threats. Without going too far into the weeds, but okay. I think it is important to provide a timeline to the listeners so they kind of understand it. You know, there's been a lot of rumors out in the um, out in the press. Um, some of them are correct, and some of them aren't. And so I, I'm glad you, you're giving me a few minutes to talk about it. But there are um, right now auto manufacturers. There's about eight of them that have said we're no longer going to put the AM band, the AM receiver, in uh, auto model, uh, auto uh, auto uh, manufacturer, auto uh, models, uh, vehicle models. And um, they are uh, initially blamed it on electric and hybrid EV reasons, the AM signal, the AM receiver, and electrical uh, interface of the, of the EVs interfere with each other. And that makes sense. You know, you're driving down the road, you're listening to an AM station, you drive driving under the power lines, you might get some static. Or if you're driving around and there's a thunderstorm, you might hear some static. So there's some there's some... There's, some, there's some, some correct theory to that. The problem is, is, is uh, there is actually a way to fix this, and that is by uh, literally shielding the, uh, the cables and the engine compartment. And so other EVs and electric vehicles from other manufacturers have been able to get around this. So it's not really an EV issue. And, and I'll give you an example of why it's not an EV issue like we originally thought it was. Back in early March, Ford announced that they weren't going to put it in the AM receiver in the 2024 Ford Mustang combustible engine. Not an EV, hmm. not, not, not a hybrid. They weren't going to put it in the combustible engine. And that really, and, and I should say, then they doubled down and said, well, actually, two weeks later, we're not going to put it in any 2024 model. And that really got our industry up in arms. And in our audience, frankly, uh, and now I will say Ford has reverse course. 2024, they are putting the AM receiver back in their models, which is wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, they have not told us what they're planning to do post-2024, so we don't know what they're going to do 2025 and beyond. But they did reverse course, so we appreciate it. So is this the issue? I don't think it is an EV issue. There are ways to fix the uh, the EV issue. There are ways to uh, literally shield uh, the, the the interior of the car or the cable or the uh, electric uh, components of the car from the AM receiver. And by the way, is it a cost issue? The average cost we're getting from auto manufacturers is it cost fifty to hundred dollars per vehicle. So it's not that much of a cost to, to do actual shielding. Wow. Okay. I'm so glad you said that because, yeah, that. The, the way it's discussed, it you, it sounds like it's a huge cost to do this and a big burden. That's amazing. Really? Just about $100? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Now, some models might be a little bit more, maybe the imports, but but 
we're talking fifty to one hundred dollars per model. We're not talking one one domestic auto manufacturer has given us uh, uh, about fifty bucks. They're pretty large uh, 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 manufacturer. So, uh, you know, fifty to one hundred dollars, I think, is very very conservative. Um, now, let me also add what my reasons why I think it's not about the EV issue. And this is why I think it's important that we get our, our audience to help us with this. There are two headlines um, that, that I believe is what's driving us for the automakers. Number one, uh, automakers want control of the overall vehicle. Uh, we are starting to see automakers get into the subscription revenue model. Uh, we're starting to see them charge monthly for like heated seats. Um, once you drive that vehicle off the sales lot, they lose control of the vehicle and revenue producing. I mean, you can bring your car back to get it serviced and stuff, but the, but the, the manufacturer loses the opportunity to have revenue. And then that brings the headline to, in my opinion, you're going to start seeing automakers become more like big tech, where they're going to be limiting choices to the consumer. Um, the reality is, is they don't own AM and FM radio, right? Um, they own what's on the dashboard, but they don't own AM and FM radio. So if they can start removing AM and possibly FM down the road, um, they're going to win because they're going to have more control over the dash and what's going into their, their vehicles. That's interesting. Um, our guest today on In the Loop is uh, Nick Anderson, Director of Government Affairs for uh, Salem Media Group. Salem owns the station that you're listening to, but this affects uh, across industry all the different stations and AM that you've listened to and could imp- have an impact on it as well. Um, let's let's Nick, we'll keep talking, but right now uh, people – probably want to do something i don't want to wait till the end what can people do um right now if they if they want to support this if they want to get behind it learn more uh thanks milton uh they can do one of two things that we could ask for their support number one if they're fans of texting they can text the letters a m to five two eight eight six that's a m to five two eight eight six once you plug that in, uh, you're going to get a uh, you're going to get a, um, a form sent back to your phone uh, from our partners at the National Association of Broadcasters. You plug your name, your address, your home address in, and you'll be able to send a message to your member of Congress um, to to let them know that you support AM radio and you want them to support AM radio. Uh, it's very easy, I, I, and you can actually also. Um, uh, customize the message if you want. Hmm. Uh, and if you're not a big fan of texting, you can do the same thing by going to this station's website and clicking on the Depend on AM banner ad that's on the front page or on the top page of this website station's website. Same situation. Click on that. You'll be taken to a letter written by the president of our broadcast media division, Alan Power. And in that letter, there's a, there's a link that you can... Uh, you can click on and same exact setup, put your name and address in, and you'll be sent to that information, and you can send your member of Congress without doing too much effort. So we'll repeat those real quick. Um, using text, you can text AM to 52886, or you can go to this station's website and click on the banner that says uh, 
depend on AM. We'll keep giving you that information. By the way, if you don't get that information or maybe you're, you can't do it right this second, of course, I'm Milton Glick. I do the show each week. You call me here at the station. I will make sure uh, that you can get that. But you can just go to our, our, our website and, uh, and find out more. It's, that's really, really easy. Our guest today, Nick Anderson, Director of Government Affairs with Salem Media Group. Um, you know, um, talk a little bit, too. Uh, we've talked about this being industry-supported. When you look at the act, it's fascinating because in an age where things seem more polarized on the R side or the D side, when you look at the people that are supporting this in Congress, uh, they're, they're D's and R's, um, which, is, which is really telling, I think. You want to elaborate yeah. on that? Yeah, absolutely. Let me first say that um, this is um, – I've been in radio for nearly 25 years, and, and there's always friendly competition among radio stations, right? You might have multiple country stations in the market or multiple oldie stations or multiple talk stations. There's always friendly competition. Um, but I will say that this a particular bill and this legislation and this issue has really – uh, unified the industry, uh, led by our partners at the National Association of Broadcasters. Um, but but beyond them leading it, we have the National Religious Broadcasters, who represent uh, Christian uh, religious broadcasters of all shapes and sizes, uh, the National Association of Black-Owned Broadcasters, the National Association of Farm Broadcasters. Uh, there's nearly 1,800 stations that belong to the NAFB that deal with agricultural programming. All of these folks and others, by the way, are all supportive of this. We're all on the same page together. And so that is, it actually brings a smile to my face because we are all standing united together. But from a, from a member of Congress standpoint, Milton, this is a piece of legislation that has got bipartisan all over it. Uh, the actual bill, the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, uh, introduced in the Senate by Senator Edward Markey, a progressive liberal Democrat, and Senator Ted Cruz, which you guys in San Antonio mm -hmm. know all about, a conservative Republican. Both of them co-lead the Senate version of the bill. They both admit they never really worked together before, and they may never work together again on legislation, but they both see a value in this bill, and so they work together on this. In the House, we have a Republican lead and a Democratic lead, both from New Jersey. And if you look at all the co-sponsors on both the House bill and in the Senate bill, uh, it is literally bipartisan down the line. Uh, in the Senate bill, it's, it's, it's nearly 50-50, 50% Republican, 50% Democrat. And in the House, it's like 52 percent Republican and 48 percent Democrat. It is unbelievable how bipartisan support this bill has. And it makes a lot of sense. Um, this isn't a, a conservative talk issue or a liberal talk issue. This is a talk issue, right? It's not a um, AM radio reaches across all demographics, reaches across all age groups, reaches across all socioeconomic groups. And so it really is a bipartisan effort, and it's been wonderful when I'm on Capitol Hill explaining this. You know, you could be talking to a Democrat office. You could be talking to a Republican office. They understand 
how important AM radio is to their to their voters and to their communities. Well, let's let's discuss that real quick too. Um, the um, we'll make this personal because we're broadcasting this on a uh, conservative news talk station and on a, a Christian teaching station. Um, what is the impact for each audience? Well, uh, it's a great question, Milton. Uh, you know, let me first start with conservative. Um, you know, AM radio, um, the main reason conservative radio grew is because of AM radio. Rush Limbaugh ushered in voices like Sean Hannity, Dennis Prager, Mark Levin, Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and other national hosts. And we can't also forget about the local hosts, the hundreds of local hosts around the country who talk about local politics in a local level. So you might have a local host in San Antonio. You, you have yourself. You have local hosts in Dallas and in Houston and in other parts of the country where they're talking about issues that are affecting their audience. Uh, you know, conservative radio is the uh, cornerstone of conservative media ecosystem. Uh, you know, we swim up against the uh, mainstream media, unlike cable news channels where you have to pay a subscription. AMFM radio is free, and so that's where people get their uh, their conservative talk, their conservative um, viewpoint. Um, on Christian radio, um, you know, I'm amazed by the number of people I come in contact with within our within our, our Minneapolis St. Paul market, um, where you have people who have come to know the Lord. Uh, and are and are, are, are Christ followers because of Christian radio, because they heard a message, or they were brought to their knees after a sermon, or something that touched their lives. Um, you know, it, it, Christian radio also reaches a wide audience, right? You you have the the, the brand uh, new believer who's following the study in Acts, all the way to the atheist or agnostic who doesn't want to let their family and friends know that they're learning about this. And so Christian radio is an important uh, alternative to secular media, and a lot of AM stations carry Christian and religious programming, Catholic radio, Christian radio, um, and, and, you know, it is providing God's biblical truth during these very unique days that we're in. I don't have my breaking news uh, sounder uh, with me. Uh, but we do have some breaking news, uh, and, and tell us what it means in the overall scheme of things. Something that happened today yeah. that you emailed me. Yeah, so this morning, uh, this will be Thursday morning, uh, this morning the Senate Commerce Committee um, had what they call a markup hearing. That's where they uh, bring uh, different uh, pieces of legislation to the committee. Uh, to be reviewed and to add amendments and to be debated. This morning, um, uh, the AM radio for every vehicle act, uh, S1669 is the official number of the bill, uh, was brought to the committee, and uh, there was no debate to it. Uh, everyone was pretty much on board. Uh, it was uh, passed out of committee. Everyone on committee approved it except for one, uh, that one was Senator Gary Peters of Michigan. I guess you could probably um, assume he wasn't going to vote for it because he's from a state where a lot of automakers oh. call home, which uh, I understand. Um, but um, uh, so the good news is is that the committee 
passed it. Uh, the bill is, is, is moving on from the committee and now being moved to the Senate floor, the full floor for a full vote. Uh, and so, uh, you know, what's the next steps? Well, a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, Leader Chuck Schumer will, will need to decide uh, if he'll bring it to the full floor for a vote, and we hope that he does. And then hopefully we will have uh, enough votes to, to pass it, uh, which will be good. Uh, we also hope that with today's news that what will happen is that the U.S. House and the House representatives will start uh, to throw a little bit of fuel into the fire, I guess you would say, uh, in getting their, uh, their identical bill passed as well. We need them to talk about it in their Energy House, House Energy and Commerce Committee and then hopefully get it passed out of the committee and, and brought to the House floor. But uh, today was a great milestone uh, as we stay on this journey. You know, um, as I've shared with, with other hosts this week that have been on, you know, our founding fathers made it very difficult to pass legislation. And that's a good thing, right? We don't want people just to pass legislation to pass legislation. We want there to be debate, healthy debate. So the good news is is that it's not easy to pass legislation. The bad news is is it takes a while to get legislation yeah. passed. This legislation was introduced mid-May, and in mid-July, we already have it passed the Senate Commerce Committee. Again, that's the uh, strength of the bipartisan support of this bill, and, and we're very thankful for the co-sponsors that have supported it. Nick Anderson is our guest today, Director of Government Affairs for Salem Media Group. We're talking about AM for Every Vehicle, or the AM for Every Vehicle Act. Um, Nick, we have about a minute left. Uh, more than ever, it's important for, and, and the timing is very important for our listeners to get involved in this. Talk about why and how they get involved. Well, the, the quick, quick reason why is um, the reality is is 2024 models are either on showroom floors right now or they will be after Labor Day, and which means 2025 models and 2026 models are either being designed or created as we speak. And so the quicker we get this passed, uh, the better it is for the industry, the better it is, more importantly, for the consumer to have AM radio in their vehicles and not worry about buying a car without it. So how they can help us is we need uh, we need uh, you know Senator Cronin to, to, to join on board and we need uh, members of the House to, to show support. So uh, text AM to five two eight eight six. That's AM to five two eight eight six, or head to the station's website and click on the Depend on AM banner ad and uh, provide your name and home address and send a message to your member of Congress. Yeah, it's that easy. Well, we'll say goodbye for today. Uh, Nick Anderson, again, our guest, Director of Government Affairs. If you didn't get the, the text number or that information, you didn't go to our website uh, and click on the banner, Depend on AM, and you'll get everything that you need. Uh, or you can call me, Milton, here at the station. I'll get it for you as well. I'm Milton Glick, going to say goodbye for today, but join us next week as we keep you in the loop. Thanks for joining us in the loop. We look forward to bringing you next week's show with Milton Glick. 
cable news, noisy, touring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now channel 525.